Hey guys, John from the Blockade Runner here. Just wanted to um, introduce this discussion and let you know what you're going to hear. Um, this one features me talking to my good friend in Star Wars, Chris, and um, he's been on the show before, but it's been a long time. So um, we catch up, and first we talk about Star Wars Rebels, and um, he hasn't seen season two, um, and he just binge watched it, and then a lot of season three. So if you haven't seen season two or season three, um, we're going to talk a lot about uh, you know specific details and stuff. I mean. You know, we don't spend too long talking about it, and it's a lot of content to cover, but we do definitely give some stuff away if you haven't seen them. So um, I would probably recommend watching those shows before um, listening to that. In the second half of the show, we're going to talk about Rogue One, and, um, you know, I am super excited about Rogue One. Most of the other... um, hosts that feature on blockade runner are super excited about rogue one but uh, my good buddy chris here is um he's pretty skeptical he is um he's a little nervous that it's not going to turn out um the way he would like it to and um yeah he's definitely um a bit more guarded going in so we talk all about that i think it's a really interesting discussion because the movie comes out you know in uh, a little over 24 hours now um probably less than that by the time i get this posted and um yeah, I just, it's really interesting to hear what somebody thinks about it and the problems they have with it conceptually before we see it. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that the concerns he has are not going to, not really going to pan out. But anyway, we, we, we talk about it a bunch and, um, you know, it was like one last opportunity to discuss what we hope for in Rogue One and what we are fearful of uh, going wrong in Rogue One um, before the movie comes out. So if you have a little bit of time um, waiting in line or just uh, try to pass the day away until you go check out Rogue One, then um, hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation with Chris and I. And um, we'll have a Blockade Runner episode coming up um, soon and the next couple of days, I'm sure in which we discuss our full thoughts on rogue one. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd also like to, um, I'm planning on catching up with Chris more frequently and, and chatting with him. Cause like I said, um, you know, myself and most of the other, um, you know, um, hosts on blockade runner are really following star Wars closely and, uh, all aspects of it. And, um, Chris follows pretty closely too, but definitely with a different perspective than we do. So, um, he's, he's a different, uh, different outlook on star Wars. That's, uh, it's um, fun to catch up with and you know he's a big part of the reason i love star wars as much as i do so um whenever i have a big thought or just like a sort of burning topic i want to chat about when it comes to star wars i always have to run it past uh past chris so um you know he and i both kind of thought well if we're going to be having those conversations let's record them so that's what this is hopefully you enjoy it again um rebel season two and three if you haven't seen them you're probably gonna want to skip this um but uh do skip to the second half of the show i'd say and um we're gonna talk about rogue one but neither of us have seen it so um no no real spoilers or anything like that with rogue one just just our anticipation and our hopes for the movie got any burning uh burning issues you want to talk about i want to talk about probably rogue one but uh yeah i don't know my uh i just uh, just been blazing through rebels so that's fresh in my mind but oh yeah we can talk about rebels too um, that's good yeah let's start off with rebels and then we can work our way into the more uh heavy stuff the stuff the stuff you're more pissed off about sure <laughs> all right so you okay 
obviously you watched season one of Rebels like way back. Uh, and then did you, were, you were with us when we watched the season two premiere in Anaheim, right? Yes, yes, I was. I waited in line for many hours for that. Uh-huh. We waited in line many hours. Dan was super crabby. Uh, almost got thrown out of Star Wars Celebration. And then uh, he cussed, he cussed at that one person who told him to put his phone away. So I was getting a little nervous at that time. Oh but, yeah, when um, we were inside the theater, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we watched that premiere together, and then like, did you not really see any of season two since then? Or? Uh, actually, I it's weird because I started watching season two. Um, uh, I skipped episode one because I remember I remember the premiere and everything, but then I watched season or the episodes mm-hmm. two through like the first ten, and I was like, I I think I've seen most of these, but I rewatched them anyway. So I must have watched them when I got back from either the or when it premiered or right before um, Force Awakens came out. Okay, but gotcha. Now I've binged watched them in the last three days. Whoa, the whole season two. I'm season two, and I'm five episodes into season three. Oh wow, nice, nice. Okay, cool. So it's been a while since I've seen season two. Uh, I bought the Blu-ray when it came out, and I watched like maybe four or five of the episodes again. but I had watched most of them at least twice when they aired. So I watched most of season two while it was airing, like at least twice. So I, I haven't watched them again for a long time. But like, what what's uh, what are you thinking about season two? Um, yeah, season two was was pretty good. Um, I know I I talked to you midway through my watching of it, and mm-hmm. you and you were saying that season two wasn't as up to par. Season one and now season three and. Um, I didn't see anything that stood out too much except the there was like the that episode with like flying sea whales which was mm-hmm. the pergo uh, which was ridiculous and uh, <laughs> honestly I I I only made it through halfway through that one and I was Ooh. like and I was like nah I'm not uh, you know just didn't interest you but that's the only one I kind of skipped okay. that is that is the only one I skipped but um and then what happens at the uh, the end of season two, yeah, the big character, uh, Darth Maul, who, you know, he was in uh, Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm, and he was. Uh, and his brother, which is, his brother was obnoxious. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But he brought it, they brought it back in Clone Wars, and I was kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, okay, cool, Darth Maul. Um, but then I thought that would be the last of him, so I was like, yeah, whatever, he's gone. And now we bring him back for Clone, or Rebels and... Uh, I gotta say, I'm not. I'm not. I don't like it because they're making him a really big part of the, the storyline, and um, it just it rubs me the wrong way. Oh, it should. I don't know. It should or not, but yeah, it's just something. It's something like that. No, I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's dead. You know, it's like he's dead. And if he was yeah. alive, if he was alive, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe the emperor would sense it and hunt him down, or you know, something. I think he would have been finished a long time ago, or. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. But now he's walking around. He's doing all sorts of things. He's causing all this havoc, and he's in this big part of the rebels uh, in their cause and all this. So it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's to me. I agree. Like at least in the movies, he's dead. You know, like I never want to hear in any Star Wars movie anybody make reference to Darth Maul coming back to life or anything like that. You know, um, I don't. I don't really like the concept in general, but. 
I guess, you know, like that being said, um, even though I don't really like the concept of it, it's like, I feel like, especially in Rebels, they're doing a pretty decent job with it. Um, like with the way they're executing it, I guess you'd say. So like Clone Wars, I, I didn't really, I didn't really care for it in Clone Wars. You know, I mean, it made sense. Like if he's going to be alive, he would be really mad at, at Obi-Wan or whatever. Um, Which it looks like they're going that way. Okay. So you've gotten that far in, in season three. I've, I've gotten to where he, yeah, he, he, uh, he opened up the, uh, the holocron. Oh, well that's, yeah, that's only, I guess that's like the first or second episode of season three. Right. So that makes sense. Um. It yeah, has, I don't know. It me he's going after Obi Wan, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 you know, I mostly agree with you because I don't really like Darth Maul is okay, but you know, a lot of people talk uh, to Darth, about like no, Darth Maul is awesome as who he was in the movies. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing. He's one of my favorite characters, but that's only because we. He's such a he's such a big character in a, in his in his in his presence, mm-hmm. but he's also not, he doesn't have much screen time, but that makes him even bigger. And um, and I can see the urge for somebody who has the has the uh, you know the uh, the gift of being able to tell more stories about Star Wars to be like, hey, what about Darth Maul? Because he was really cool. Let's bring him back. I yeah. can see that. I can see that temptation, but um, I think he he deserves to be at the bottom of that pit wherever he fell into, which, by the way, he'd probably have more injuries than just not having a weight, <laughs> not having legs. I mean, his, his brain damage, and his, I'm sure his head would have splattered or something yeah. down there. But, well, I don't want you to, uh, you know, spit your coffee out all over your cornflakes or anything, <laughs> but I think uh, I think the rumor has it, or the Mm-mm. story goes, Mm-mm. that uh, he used the dark side of the Force and his pure anger and hatred to keep him alive until he could be put back together or whatever you want to say. I don't know. Um, but no, I agree. I mean, yeah, he's great in The Phantom Menace, but I think he was written to be like a, a mostly, you know, dialogueless, like boogeyman, you know, kind of character. Um, and he, I think he was written with the intention of him being killed by the end of that movie, you know? So like a lot of times people, people complain and they'll say like, oh, Darth Maul is wasted potential, right? Like they didn't do anything with him in The Phantom Menace. He's so cool but they didn't do anything with him. But I think, like, to me, he's another Boba Fett. Yeah, he's cool, but as soon as you start, you know, kind of giving him all this motivation and this backstory and lots of dialogue and everything else, it's like, uh, I don't know. That's that's not what that character was designed to be. But the other part of this, too, is, like, I think it's George Lucas. I'm pretty sure it was George Lucas who wanted to bring him back, you know? So it's, like, it's easy to be like, oh, well, these guys that are making these Disney cartoons or whatever want to bring Darth Maul back. But I think George is the one who told him to do it. Because Dave Filoni, who's the, you know, lead guy on Clone Wars and Rebels, he said when George first approached him about it, he was kind of like, uh, really? You know? And then yeah, that's, that. those were the marching orders. So I, Yeah. I know you're and, you're trying to play into my uh, my love of George, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's innocent, and everybody else is ruining it. But I, I, I've, I have seen him flip; he's been flipped, and he's gone wacko. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I do well, respect I, Dave, Dave Filoni. He's amazing. yeah. I think he should be directing one of the Star Wars movies. Actually, well, you never know. I think that's a possibility. Um, but but I I would say this too. Like I, they brought him back in Clone Wars. I don't ever want to hear him talked about or referenced or brought back into a movie. That would not be something I'm interested in. But since they brought him back in Clone Wars, I do think it makes sense to kind of like finish up his story in Rebels. And I'm hoping to see him 
actually die a real death this season in Rebels. So, um, you know, if they do that, then maybe... I still don't like the idea that they brought him back, but maybe they can do something with it before, you know, they take him out. I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> um, but, you know, well, how did you feel about, like, the, the season two finale of uh, Rebels? Because that's one of those things that I was, like, super anticipating. I was really excited for it. And, uh, you know, it's. I've heard people say that they thought that that hour of Star Wars Rebels was better than The Force Awakens. And I had sort oh, of the, no. I had sort of the opposite opinion, which is that it was really like a real letdown. And part of the reason it was a letdown is because to me it didn't. They were afraid, maybe afraid is too harsh of a word, but they weren't willing to go all the way with Ahsoka and have Vader take her out, you know. And like I'm afraid that that might be the case with Darth Vader, or not Darth Vader, Darth Maul in in season three. Like I don't want them to lead up to this confrontation with Obi Wan. And then have Darth Maul hop into his Tie Fighter or Sith Infiltrator or whatever and fly away. Like if it's if they're going to put those two characters together, it needs to be fatal for Darth Maul, I think. But I'm afraid they're not going to go for it because they, you know, they they like didn't go for it in the season two finale with Ahsoka. Well, so we're assuming that Ahsoka is dead. I, I I thought it was left. Maybe she escaped. I don't know. Oh no 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 I, no! I'm saying I don't think she is dead because. But they, did, but they didn't go with like. Uh, she should be because she's facing Vader. She should be dead. Really. Yeah, I mean that—that that was it. Should have led up to like, look, Darth Vader is the Dark Lord of the Sith. You know what I mean? She's... Well, that's that's another thing that, um, um, I guess yeah, that's another thing. I guess with this whole Rebels thing is that you you're getting kind of this feeling that there's all these Inquisitors who are basically they're the ones that are hunting all the Jedi, and it wasn't Vader. Yes, mm-hmm. under under Vader's command. Yes, so you say it's Vader, but he's also taking commands from the Emperor. So why you just say the Emperor did it instead of making Darth Vader the bad guy? It's like that's because that's what people I think before even, uh, um, you know, that's what people had this mindset of Vader was like he's such a you know mean guy, he's such a badass that uh, uh, you know he's the one that hunted down all the living Jedi. And but in Rebels now they're just showing oh it's Inquisitors, all these lackeys that go around on their helicopter lightsabers, which is also ridiculous. Um, but, uh, you know what I mean? It, it kind of takes away from Vader, you know, I was, I would think that Vader would personally go and hunt every single one of them down and take care of him personally. That's how bad he is. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, um, I mean, yes, I can see that it's in a galaxy and there's so many Jedi and or whatever. And it's, it's infeasible, but no, if it, <laughs> you know, I like that idea. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like. Um, and this is what their their defense of it or how they kind of describe it or, or talk about it. It's like if you have a cartoon about these characters like Kanan and Ezra and you need them to have like villains to face off against, it can't be Darth Vader every week because otherwise he looks he looks weak. You know what I mean? Like they need to just bring him in once in a while because otherwise... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I mean, get this. I get it. They, yeah. they, shouldn't, they shouldn't last, you know, one encounter with him, let alone... <laughs> 20 a season so but <laughs> no, you still I want could... lightsabers and stuff like that right so i mean it's yeah well not helicopter lightsabers no 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 that was terrible that was i mean i think almost everybody agrees that was terrible and i mean honestly if you look at the inquisitor from season one he was really cool and interesting and seemed really like intelligent and academic and it was a different kind of villain and i thought it made it made sense like okay this guy is a, a force user but he's he's not a sith but he's still pretty intense and he's pretty scary 
And that that was cool, I thought. And the way they killed him off and like his final comment to to Darth Vader or about Darth Vader saying like there's things that are more frightening than death, like all that stuff was super cool. But then these these inquisitors in season two were kind of like much less inspired and much much less interesting, I think. And it doesn't appear that there's gonna be any inquisitors in season three. I would assume inquisitors are done, you know, in Rebels, like that concept is over. And I think yeah. it makes sense because it, it didn't really work out in season two. I thought it was cool in season one, but season two, not so much. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, almost a gimmick. Yeah. But um, uh, oh, he had a point earlier that I was going to go back to. Mm. Oh, about, oh, about people saying that the, the, the Rebels two, season two was better than The Force Awakens, which is, yeah. that's, <laughs> I don't know, that's ridiculous because, no, it wasn't. It was, it was. You know, at first I had Darth Maul on it, it had helicopter lightsabers, it Yeah, it was weak. I thought it was weak. You know, I you know, I thought I, yeah. I was disappointed for sure. I was definitely disappointed. I mean I think there's a lot of good stuff in there still. Um and you know, I I, I can respect going for the ambiguous ending to a certain degree, but when you have what six or seven seasons of Clone Wars and a whole season of Rebels all leading up to this confrontation between Ahsoka and Vader, um I don't know. It's just, and and they talk about wanting to keep Vader, you know, seeming really lethal and really intense and really powerful. Like she shouldn't, she shouldn't survive that, you know? And maybe she didn't cause it's not clear, but I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. But I, you know, I, there's a lot of stuff in season two. I really love though. Um, but f- for me, it's not like those huge, necessarily those huge moments. Like, there was the uh, the episode where um, Ezra learned about like what happened to his parents from uh, that that guy Ryder Azadi on on Lothal. I mean, I cr- I cried in that episode like at the end. You know, I thought it was like I thought it was beautiful when he had that vision of him with his parents on that balcony looking out. Like stuff like that to me is like when Rebels is really like achieving something super impressive. You know, um, and I think there's a lot of good stuff like that in in season two and. Uh, I thought there was a lot of good stuff like that in season one as well. But for me, my big thing with Rebels so far is that season one, I thought was the best Star Wars outside of the movies that I've ever seen. I thought it was so good. It really felt like Star Wars. It was super consistent. Loved the characters. It was awesome. Season two, because it's like, you know, probably more than twice as long as season one, I feel like, you know, it's more of a cartoon in the sense that you have some big, like, uh, plot, you know, driving like kind of major epic episodes. And then you have some that are just like kind of one-off episodes, um, you know, little just cartoons. And I think that's okay. Like Rebels is a cartoon. It's fine with me. Like I don't need every episode to be a little 22-minute Star Wars movie. It's okay like to have episodes with like cool action and not much going on because it's like a weekly cartoon. That doesn't bother me, you know. But then there's a few just like there's a few episodes where they were just kind of missteps for me. Like the one with Sabine's I forget her name right now too. Uh Sabine's friend that showed up from the from Mandalore or whatever. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been too long since I thought. But that one that one really fell flat with me. There was a couple others that was just like I didn't like them storyline wise, you know. But uh but I don't mind the ones that people refer to as filler episodes. I I think those are fun sometimes. Like Well they did one with uh, Chopper. He found a robot friend. Ah, a, yeah, a yeah, droid, uh, a droid, a droid friend, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was like okay. I remember this when they did this in Clone Wars. They did a C three PO or R two D. They did something, and I was like, oh, geez, here's a, a filler. But um, I, you know, I, I don't mind those as well. Like I, I, I kind of like 
when I when they first when I first see them and I and I know it's like one of those episodes I'm like oh, okay, but then I like accept it. I'm like all right, well take me for a ride and let's go, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think some of the more besides the space whales was uh, this more disappointing is is some of the where they could excel in their main storyline and they fall short for whatever reason. Like you said, not showing Ahsoka being slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <coughs> yeah, no, uh, season three, I've, what, five episodes in? And, or four, I'm four in. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I texted you earlier today about, because I see uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I think his character is awesome because he's so intelligent in the way he handles his his foes and his adversaries. You know, he's he's an intelligent, um, you know, character. You know, yeah, yeah, no, he's is, he's cool. Like he lets people go, and he lets he just tries to get into people's minds, and I'm like, that is showing res- that's showing respect for the character. You know. Like Darth Maul, I don't think they're showing him any respect, you know. Um, yeah. But Thrawn, they're actually, he's being handled, I think, the best, like, he's awesome. It's like, that's, that, the way he's written in his dialogue is like, he should be in a movie, you know, he's obviously in the, in the Timothy Zahn books, but, like, just that, it's smart writing, smart, uh, the voice acting is great, and it's a mm-hmm. great character, it's a great character that, I don't know, I wish I could see more of in, like, those you know, uh, I guess those, you know, the Imperial officers or, you know, any evil villain like that. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, he's, he's been really good so far. Um, obviously he's going to be like, he's in the show more than Darth Vader was last season, but they seem to be a little bit like with him where he kind of comes in, in and out, you know, like every four episodes or something, he'll show up. And I think that's good. Cause if it's like every single episode, he's like, Hmm, I think I'll let them get away so I can learn more about them. Like it's too much. You know what I mean? So to just have it every once in a while, I think is good. Um, but yeah, I think he's pretty like, I mean, he's not, not scary necessarily, but he's kind of like, he's got a foreboding kind of vibe about him. And, uh, I love how there's like that organ music behind him, um, when he plays and the whole interest in art and stuff is really cool. So yeah, and I, I've never read Heir, the Heir to the Empire trilogy, so I don't really know much about Thrawn um, until until Rebels. So for me, he's pretty new. And uh, yeah, I, I have not read those books either, but I've just heard about them, you know, through our friends who have read it. And he's yeah. just been in, he's just been in Star Wars lore, even if we haven't read the books. He's still we know he's the blue guy. <laughs> well, know? and we we read his entry in that fantastic uh, Star Wars encyclopedia from way back when too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you still have um, your copy of that? I, that wasn't my. That wasn't mine. That was. Oh, Jordan's. you didn't have that. That oh. was Jordan's, right? Well, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at mine right now. I have it too. I got it, my copy over on my bookshelf right now. We're talking uh, the one. We're talking the one before Phantom Menace came out, right? Star Wars oh yeah. Encyclopedia. Yeah, the right? one that tells you that that Obi Wan uh, is is Obi Wan is <laughs> Uncle Ben's brother and all that. <laughs> and awesome. I think it. I think it might even suggest that perhaps Obi Wan's a clone too. I can't remember. I'd have to look that up, but. <laughs> Because that's in that was like a, I don't know, a suggestion in one of the novelizations, I think, or something. I I don't remember, but, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrawn was definitely like talked about and um, a big presence in in Star Wars uh, fandom for a long time, just because I think people love those that Heir to the Empire trilogy so much. So, 
yeah, it's really cool that they bring him back. They have, he's got a new book next uh, next spring. I don't know if you were up on that or not, but there's a book coming out written by Timothy Zahn. Um, oh, about wow. Thrawn. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I looked uh, after I watched the episode. I actually looked him up on Wikipedia. Or just looked him up. Wikipedia came up, and uh, and then it just said that he he's gonna have a new book next year. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't see that it was by Timothy Zahn, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's going well. But uh, okay, now last thing, well, unless you want to talk about other things with Rebels, but like last thing that I would want to talk about, bring up with Rebels. Um, did you, so you obviously, because I think it's one of the, like I said, one of the early episodes, the whole holocron thing with Maul and uh, and Ezra, how do you feel about that? Because you're one of these guys, and I, I'm this way to an extent too, but like, I know that you view movie stuff as kind of like hallowed ground or whatever, right? Like kind of sacred. So like, I'm sure you're probably not too excited about the idea of Luke Skywalker showing up potentially in... Uh, in rebels, which I don't think he will, but like, what was your reaction to the whole like twin sons thing? Were you like excited or were you thinking, uh Oh, are they going to try to bring, you know, is it getting too close to the movies for you? Like when, uh, when, uh, Maul said twin sons, when they yeah. had like this, the, their vision, no, they didn't bother me. Cause I, you know, I scrambled my brain to try to put that together while the episode was going on. I was like, Oh yeah, it's revenge for Obi-Wan. That's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. Um, he said he was looking for hope, a new hope, uh, to Tatooine, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, right as of now, I'm not. I don't think that would. Geez, yeah, if Darth Maul meant Obi Wan or Luke, that'd be stupid. <laughs> well, I think, I think, <laughs> oh I think they're gosh. gonna do. I think they're gonna do Maul and Obi Wan for sure. No, I'd be shocked if they didn't. I mean, that's because no. look, yeah, look, yeah. Maul, Maul and Ezra are both seeing Tatooine. For for Ezra, it's like Obi Wan is there, and I think him and Kanan would want to communicate with Obi Wan or meet with Obi Wan, right? Like they would want to see Obi Wan, um, and uh, I think that's what it's about for them. And then Darth Maul would want revenge. You know, I don't think Darth Maul knows about Luke. I would hope not. I no, don't see why. No. I don't see why he would. So like when he says he's alive or whatever, it means Obi Wan. Oh sure. yeah. yeah. But so th- that's going to be his goal now is to go find Obi Wan on Tatooine. And it's going to lead to a confrontation, I'm sure. Uh, what I think cannot happen, and I'm going to get really upset if it does, what cannot happen is, like, them getting close to Luke, you know? Like, they, it, Obi-Wan could tell them about Luke or whatever. Darth Maul could... But it should be Obi-Wan doing everything he can to make sure Darth Maul doesn't get, like, doesn't become aware of Luke, doesn't get close to Luke. Like, that's what it should be. They should not try to bring Luke in in any way. or You know what I mean? Uh, I don't even want to see him personally yeah yeah so and i just i just have the ability like i have the ability in my head to sort of separate like the cartoon world from the movie world the same way like you know fans of like the marvel movies can go watch the marvel like movie and go like oh this is the movie version of what happened and then they could watch they could read a comic book and be like well this is the comic book version of what happened and even though they're really similar and they kind of play together like you can separate in your head that like one is different from the other, you know? And I know like when they got rid of legends, Disney's whole thing was like, well now the canon's unified and everything's canon and that way everything makes sense. But, and I think that's fine. Like this way, everything like the books don't contradict the TV show and vice versa. But like, I just, to me, the movies are always going to be different from the show. So, you know, even if Darth Maul and Obi-Wan have some confrontation on Tatooine two weeks before a new hope starts, it's not like the next time I watch new hope, I'm going to think, Oh yeah, those guys just had he, he just had a fight with Darth Maul. You know what I mean? Like 
Well, that was on the cartoon, which is like a different, you know, like a different telling of what happened or something. I don't know. I can just like, I, there's certain things I'm willing to accept in a cartoon that I'd never accept in a movie, I guess is, is my point. So if it's done well, if it's done well and it's fun and it's interesting, then I'll be excited for it. But, um, it's never going to be real to me like the way a movie is, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree, but I also have like these hesitations of just even that it's it's even mentioned or brought to forth and, and pen to paper and you know sure. like, oh yeah that's just, this is what happens and it's like uh, this is what you think is should happen you know like in your mind in your world yeah um, uh, <laughs> no I, I mean yeah I, of course it's a cartoon it's it's fun and it's uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I'll tell you I I actually and. Uh, Nobody steal my idea for for when I get this produced, um, but uh, I, I would love to see a cartoon called like The Adventures of Luke Skywalker, you know, and it'd be like a weekly cartoon where like maybe it's Luke Skywalker in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens somewhere, and it's just him going off and having adventures and doing whatever, and it'd be like you know just a fun cartoon, um, but it would obviously be not like you're not supposed to think that really happened right because you can't have week after week like luke skywalker embroiled in some big adventure or whatever and have that like line up with the movies um but that doesn't mean i don't want to like see like a fun alternate universe cartoon version of luke skywalker like i think that would be cool but i don't want it to try to like be fitting in with or get squeezed into the the actual canon or whatever you know yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah. so we'll see we'll see what happens i think they had to like really try to make everything unified so that they could get rid of all the stuff that had come before reset everything start over but i think like as years go on they'll sort of delineate between these different mediums you know like well the cartoons are the cartoons the comics are the comics the tv shows are the tv shows the movies are the movies um, they're not going to, they're not going to contradict one another, but like they already do it. Like, you know, a comic can come out that tells the same story as like the movie and it'd be like a little bit different between the two versions, you know? And that doesn't mean that like the canon's contradicting itself. It just means that the way you tell that story in a comic is different than the way you tell that story in a movie, you know? So anyway, so that's, that's my, they haven't asked me, but that's my vision for the future of like Star Wars. You know, I don't want things to contradict each other. I don't want it to be like, oh, well in the books, Han and Leia have twins and a daughter, you know, and, or twins and another son. And, uh, Luke got married to Mara Jade, but in the movies, it's like totally, I don't want it to be like that, like completely different from one another, but I'm okay with like handling things in a different yeah, way well, depending see, on the medium see i accept that more than i i do you know i don't know you know what i mean like i'm okay with oh yeah luke had Mar jade or married Mar jade now they made episode eight and as far as we know it's not happening um or seven and eight but you know what i mean it's like that was the books it was george lucas gave somebody authority to expand on the universe and be like hey yeah you know have have fun with it within a a certain realm and uh and there you go because he didn't foresee making any more so he's like whatever it's just you know 
giving the fans some more adventures to go on. Right, right, right. Well, that's kind of like what I was saying about a cartoon about Luke Skywalker, though. I think that's how George looked at it. Like, well, here's, let's give the fans something that they can enjoy. But I think his attitude all along, and I think he he stated this, like if, you know, Lucasfilm, people who work at Lucasfilm will tell you that this was always his attitude toward it. And he would tell the authors and tell everybody, like, this is not, this is not my version of it. Like, this is not, uh, you know, I don't view this stuff as having happened. I view this as like, I'll let you take this license and tell these stories. But if I ever want to tell my own version of it, I'm not going to worry for one second about staying true to what you said. You know what I mean? Like he never, he never wanted that to be canon or whatever you'd say. I don't think so. And that's fine. Like, and I'm glad because people read those books for 20 years and they loved them. And there were some really great books and great stories and people had a lot of fun with it. Right. So it was a, it was a good thing, but I'm glad now that it's kind of started over and they're changing it. And it's, it is what it is. Um, so Want to talk about Rogue One? Mm-mm. Well, I was just talking. I was talking to Kevin the other day, and I was saying like, um, I kind of want to get your take on it before you see it. You know, I mean, I we've talked about it through texts and and stuff, but like, I think you definitely have a different take on it than most of the uh, rest of us do, um, or at least you're like a little, maybe a little more skeptical of it, and uh, you know. Like that perspective has definitely not been heard on the podcast. So um just curious, like where you're at with it. Have you, uh you've seen all the trailers at least, right? I think I have. I honestly don't know. I, I looked up two today cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be talking about rogue one today. I better watch a trailer. Yeah. So I saw, I saw, I think I saw the, I've, I've seen, I think I've seen them all. I don't know. Okay. But, um, yeah, I've, yeah. You've seen plenty of you've seen you've seen a couple trailers at least. I've I've seen plenty to scoff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about like um? Have you seen like the commercials on TV and stuff when you're when you're like watching TV or not really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've seen the Nissan car commercial <laughs> with just random Star Wars guys in it, and they're selling cars. It's like, <laughs> okay, this is this is great. Says the um, guy, says the guy no. <laughs> who, who in the summer of 99 lived for going to every Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Kentucky Fried Chicken with me to get <laughs> Star Wars, whatever. Like, we bought, we loved 
all the ridiculous Star Wars promotions that were wait, going on. No, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, wait, okay. The, uh, yes. What? How are you gonna? You can't rewrite that history. I was there. No, we loved I, it. It was awesome. It was I, part I'll of what made. It's part of what made that summer so much fun. Is like all and, that. Yes, but this is way different. Promotion. This is way different. This, Why? This has because you're old now. <laughs> no, that's because that that you know that movie, a new movie hasn't come out in you know so many years. Uh, that was the first movie in forever, and we were so excited about it. Plus, it was George Lucas and it was Phantom Menace. Uh, now this is just for me. It's just uh, um, you know it, it's not as special, I guess. And I think it's and I think it's become overkill with the. I mean, because you could buy everything Star Wars. You can buy. Uh, the, what I saw on a website that just popped up is, you know, it was by a, a, a razor for shaving. Oh, yeah, Gillette. And, mm-hmm. But it's just a Star Wars box. It's the same razor. But sure. it has a Star, But it's like, why? 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 Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there was a... I, I don't uh, know. P- I pizza think... Hut, Taco Bell? Yeah, I'm going to go consume. I'm going to eat that. And I'm going to get a cool pizza box that's going to rot in you know, a couple months. But Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much. For me, it's become too much. Um, too much Star Wars where it's all the time, all over. So it loses It loses the the charm and the, and the mystique and the, and the... It loses its specialness. You know, like... Uh, just yeah okay well that's cool i mean i I don't i don't really i don't really mind too much of that stuff you know i hear people say all the time like why is it when i go to the grocery store the oranges have bb8 on them on the package you know like they're oranges there's no reason for it but which is true but like it doesn't i don't know i think it just it's just it kind of depends on how you're predisposed to deal with that stuff you know what i mean like i i can understand where you're like it's overkill it's over commercialized it's obnoxious too much i don't really it doesn't bother me that way but i can i can see where you come from definitely uh with like the razors and the you know but you know other other stuff though i think like i don't know like cars and things like that i, I don't know that would have definitely happened in the george lucas era no doubt like he there's no way he would have been like nissan knocks on his door and says oh we're gonna do like a little x-wing promotion with our our car and you know, down for that there's no way he'd be like no i'm not doing no because he was he was he was kind of limited to, you know, he had his, uh, was it Kenner or Hasbro, whoever was in charge mm-hmm. now. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the food, the Lays Corporation um, or whatever. And uh, it was kind of kind of more minimalized. And then now it's just everything. Like, which I think, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's with every, actually, well, when you say, you say Marvel, but that's also by Disney where it's like everything, it's everywhere. I think what I think what I'm gonna do is uh, maybe next time we um, get together and chat, Chris, I'm gonna prepare like a a whole attaché of Phantom Menace promotions because it'll be fun. It'll be fun to go back and look at the inflatable Jar Jar Binks chairs and uh, you know all the all the crazy like there was there was a ton of stuff. There was a ton of stuff, and it was awesome. But whatever, that's that's not. Let's talk about Rogue One. Like you know, um, there's. There's been like there's been like a hundred TV commercials as well. There's like a million. There's like seriously at least thirty TV commercials, and they're all mostly the same. But you know that's how it was with with uh, Force Awakens too. So I thought maybe as you were watching TV and stuff, you'd be seeing tons of those. Tons no, of those I commercials, haven't. But. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen any, like a commercial trailer actually. 
Okay. I've only, like on I've only, TV. I've only seen like the theatrical, <laughs> the theatrical ones. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so you're I'm not watching kind enough of, uh, Disney channels, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, so yeah, the movie comes out in less than like I'm gonna go see it in less than 48 hours, right? It's uh, it's almost here. It's dominating my every waking thought is uh, like the anticipation of seeing Rogue One. I'm freaking out. I'm super excited. Um, I was looking at, uh, I was reading reviews today, although I was, I was skimming reviews, I should say. I don't want to read them too closely because I don't want, you know, I don't want to know like plot summaries and stuff. Yeah. So, but uh, I, was, I was definitely reading over reviews and things like that. So I'm super excited. Um, as I've learned more and more about it and seen more footage and read more about it, I've gotten more and more pumped. But I think you're still pretty like trying to keep keep it at, at a distance, right? Like you're, uh, you're, you're not, you're not too sure about it at this point, right? Like how would you describe your, your feelings towards it? I, I honestly want to say I'm going into it in uh, resentment. Um, uh, I'm going to see it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, did that go? um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not like living, losing sleep over it. Like, I was for episodes one, two, and three, anticipating those coming out. Um, yeah, it's just, it has a, a bad taste in my mouth. Like, it took a lot, honestly, I don't know, I'm a curmudgeon of this, I'm the old curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. I'm not old, I'm not old, but like this is the way of thinking. My brain isn't evolved into this new acceptance of whatever, but um, even episode seven, it took a lot to, for me to get excited Mm-hmm. But I eventually did closer to its release, and uh, and I was very happy with the outcome. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Rogue One is uh, the, the the Star the 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 these Star Wars stories when they when I first heard they're coming out, you know, Han Solo and Boba Fett or whoever they're going to side story about. Yeah, uh, they never really. I was like, no, that's it, that's it, that's no, you know, like they made Wolverine. That movie was horrible. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like we don't need to see side shoots of these characters, and you know, maybe some people want to. Most people actually probably do want to, but I, I don't. I think those characters we talked about before is they're better left alone and and in and being mystique and uh, mm-hmm. in your imagine in your imagination, they're as bad as you you want them to be. And sometimes the movies don't make them that way, or they just make them just they just turn you off in a in a way. And this and Rogue One is just I don't I don't personally don't need to know the events and what happened to get to this Death Star plans. And then there's this whole dramatic story of, you know, the back plot, which I've just gathered from the trailers. It's like, her, you know, her dad is the guy who designed it or something. I don't know, but that's what I'm getting. And I'm like, okay. And then she's got to go convince something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like, <laughs> it's like this all drama for this, you know, this story. And then there's a ninja and I'm like, I don't need that. And palm oh. trees and, I don't need I that. I live for that guy. Are you kidding me? For Chira Inway? The, the, bl- the blind okay. knit? No, 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 no. Why? Why, John? It's such a, so cliche. It's so cliche. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely a trope. That's for sure. It's definitely kind of cliche. You're right about that, like the blind warrior monk character. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a cliche in like kung fu movies and stuff. But at the same time, like that's something that's part of the genre. And uh, as far as I know... Um, yeah, but acor- they did. He, according he, he to adi- according he to them. according to them. according <laughs> to Donnie Yen, according to Donnie Yen, who plays that character Chira Imwe, uh, it was his idea to make that character blind. That was not part of the script. Like he wanted to do that, and uh, it's like I don't, I don't know. I think 
yeah, we've seen that before. Yes, it's kind of a cliche, but um, we haven't seen it in Star Wars. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing with Kanan. We got that going on with Kanan in Rebels right now. Like, it doesn't okay. bother me, okay. you know? Well, it's, my bit, okay. It's, it's, it's a trope, it's a cliche, but if they do it well, then it's okay. You know, it's good. I guess so. my thing is, like, uh, the ninja part, like the... The Kung which, Fu? Guess, you know, the Kung Fu, yeah, I mean, which, which, like, you know, Jedis have. A part, it's, it's mixed into the, the whole... You know, yeah, which Jedi's are in some of them, how they fight in some of them, all the different fighting styles. But this well, is straight up a bow staff blind in in like in, in here, here's 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 how here's how the actor talks about it, and I love this. Okay, um, I, I do. This is this is how he talks about it. He says that his character is an ordinary person. He's not a Jedi. He does not have superpowers, but he is somebody who believes in the Force and is like a follower of that point of view and that perspective um but like you know you, you donnie Yen doesn't talk about midichlorians or the prequels but a lot of people and i agree with this perspective a lot of people are turned off by the fact that like in the prequels you know you watch the original trilogy and it's like oh anybody could be like luke skywalker right anybody could become a jedi that's like the story luke skywalker is the story of anybody who you know wants to be a hero in his or her own life right like that's who luke skywalker is then you get to the prequels and it's like well only the chosen few can be jedi and you have to have the right midichlorian count and all this stuff and it took you know sucked some of the air out of the room in terms of like the effectiveness of that whole kind of thing right so now um i think the uh, the new way of looking at it not new way but i guess like the the more emphasized kind of perspective on it is that like everybody kind of has the force, right? Everybody has a certain amount of it. Everybody can tap into it. Like when Han Solo is uh, pulling off some crazy maneuver in the, in the Millennium Falcon, he's not a Jedi. He's not trained to use the force, but like the no, force, is, sk- the force skill is with is him. Right? The skill is a pilot. No, the skill is well, a pilot. skill is a pilot. Yes. But like, I guess it, it's, how do we look at like, the force? It's this magic, like, um, it's this magic I mean, thing that only a few uh, people get to tap into, or there's some no, no, people. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. See, I don't, I'm not disagreeing that like. I'm not like I. I definitely would go with the like. Let's say Han Solo, or you know, wanted to maybe maybe he believed in it in a way where he wanted to kind of maybe hone in on it. I think that's mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's a possibility where I think everybody should be able to feel it and. Mm-hmm. In a way, you know. Yeah, so this is a character who has, like, I mean, guess what? There's there's people in our world who know Kung Fu, like Donnie Yen. So, like, the fact that this guy is blind and this guy can do, like, Kung Fu or whatever, he's skilled in martial arts, like, nothing about that is silly at all. And uh, I don't think no, he's don't. really, I don't think he's really using the force any more than, like, this is how Donnie Yen talks about it, like, everybody's got the force. I'm using the force when I do like my martial arts, you know, you're using the force. Like we don't call it the force, but that's like how he views it. Right. Like, and I think that's yeah. cool. I think it's, no, I, I, cause this is a movie yeah. about, not about the, this is what Gareth no. Edwards said at Star Wars Celebration. I don't think you were there, but he said like, it's about the, the, the everyday heroes. It's not about like the, the Jedi and the people with the magic. It's just the, no, I know, but heroes. I, um, my, 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 my whole thing, my, with it is that it's, <laughs> It's a gimmick for the movie. It's it's a ninja in a movie. Well, The Force Awakens didn't do very well in China, and uh, Donnie Yen being in this movie probably will help it sell better there. So it could be kind of a gimmick it's in that very, regard. Uh, it's hitting the numbers, um, but uh, that's that's my thing with it. It's like oh they had that, oh they're putting a ninja. In. Oh they're putting a beach and palm trees. You know, it's like it's whatever they can do to kind of give it some gusto. 
is that's what I'm like kind of it's pushing me away where it's like they're which I get maybe from a you know like a, a writing standpoint or whatever they got it you know it's something different for sure but um then again I don't I don't need it I don't need Rogue One to be happy with Star Wars right so that right. that's my my thing is like episode you know episode one through three yeah I wanted that in a way because you know, George was backing it, and it was kind of like, oh, this guy, what, he's got this idea, he finally gets to make it? Great, I want to see what he can do, you know? Yeah. Um, even though some people disagree that it wasn't the best, but uh, I, it's exciting that the creator of Star Wars is, like, going to go back to it and and get into it and, you know, tell a new story or whatever. Um, in this Rogue One, it's like, I don't, I don't need to, like, this Rogue One would be a good book, good video game a good mm-hmm. tv cartoon that's where i would leave it um but that that line is obviously being blurred being owned by disney and they can make a bunch of stuff and and, and i think it's the movie's going to do incredibly well um for whatever well, reason I, but uh, yeah the reviews are good i haven't I've, I've skimmed i've skimmed over one review like really skimmed over like read the first paragraph read the, le- read the last um, yeah but yeah and it's getting really good reviews so far so mm-hmm. that's good it's good i mean it's good for whatever but i also you know i don't want the han solo movie made. <laughs> well i'll tell you what yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so like a couple things real quick um you know you said the lines getting blurred with disney i know that i've tried to make this argument to you before and it's like i think we just look at it differently but to me the lines are definitely getting blurred with these Star Wars stories and, yeah, the kinds of things that normally would have been a book or a video game are now becoming movies, but I don't think that's a Disney thing. I think that's a George Lucas thing. That's, like, where we agree to disagree, I think, because this was all set in motion before Disney bought Star Wars, and George's plan was to do this, you know? Like, he was going to retire. He was going to sell off Lucasfilm. He started the ball rolling on, like, Star Wars is not going to be the sole domain of George Lucas anymore. So before I get rid of it, let's like really start investing in the future of what it's going to be. Let's get other people in here making Star Wars movies. And, you know, he hired Lawrence Kasdan to start writing Han Solo. He, he, he was involved in all of this, you know, these are his, it's like his vision for Star Wars is to have these spinoff movies and stuff. So I, if you don't like it, that's that, I think that's totally warranted. And man, I was, we've talked about it before. I've talked to you about it a million times. I was like livid the day I found out that they were doing episode seven. Uh, Cause I was just bought into the idea that like star Wars is a six part saga. It's done. There's no reason to make more movies. There's no more story to tell. I didn't like it, you know? So I, I understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. But I don't think it's a Disney thing. Like, and I was never a big Disney person. I'm not like the biggest Disney, you know, guy or anything, you know, where I would feel like I need to defend Disney, but I just feel like so far with Star Wars, it's been going really, really well. So it's kind of like, I just don't see the evidence that this is like a a fault of Disney or that Disney is, you know, just coming in and commercializing everything. I think like, do they, do they like making money on it? Yeah. Are they going to keep making money on it? Yeah. But like, yeah. if well, it wasn't them, that's the main drive. But if it wasn't them, it would have been somebody else because that's what George set it up to be. That's my point. Well, okay. Well, then I, I guess I, you know, I, I, disagree with that but i'm i mean i'm semi-contradicting myself by saying because I'm, I'm i'm like oh no george i'm like, i'm delusional i am a delusional man about star wars about <laughs> oh it's, it's lucas's idea or nothing and then but i you know he has done something and if you know if this is 
you know, if he's push, if he, if this was his idea, and he's like, no, I want Star Wars to live on, and, and it should be more. I mean, I guess my my thing about it is that, um, ah, yeah, I don't know. I just think, I just think the Star Wars, it, it, you know, like it's 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 better contained as as what it, you know. Yeah. No, like, I do. Like like a, like like a, as a movie, as a story. Star Wars is great because of the story and, um, well, a lot of reasons, but uh, just, to, just to build on, I mean, yeah, you just go into the universe and you can play around in there forever. Um, but uh, I guess I'm just not as excited about those others. I don't know. Oh, well, I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm, I'm yeah. actively very nervous about the Han Solo thing. And, uh, you know, I understand, like, where you're coming from, I think conceptually on Rogue One, which is like, um, I've watched A New Hope a million times. I know this, the Luke Skywalker story. I know the Star Wars saga. Never did I think like I need to see a movie about how they got the Death Star plans. Right? Like we don't need it. Like I agree, we don't need it. Like the the movie's great uh, on its own. You know what I mean? But I also think the more I learn about Rogue One and and the the way I'm viewing it right now is it's you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like, oh, they're going in and filling in more information about a new hope that we didn't have. Or you can look at it and, you know, it's up to you and maybe this is naive on my part. Or you can look at it and say, well, this is a story about mostly new characters. It's not really about Darth Vader. It's not at all about Luke Skywalker. It's about new characters, like this crew that steals these plans. And so in in a lot of ways, it's mostly new. You know, I mean, the Death Star is not new, and the idea that plans get stolen by the rebels is not new. But these characters are new, like, you know, and and so it's not like going in. It yes, it's filling in some plot, like that's related to a New Hope, but it's not going in and telling you more of the story of a New Hope. It's telling you a story that's kind of like to the left or to the right of a New Hope. It's like parallel to it, but it's not part of that same thing. So when you talk about the other spinoff movies like the Han Solo movie or a Boba Fett movie, I'm way more nervous about those because that does seem to be more like, oh, well, you know, you love Han Solo in the saga movies. Now we're going to tell you where he got his Millennium Falcon from, you know? And like, I don't want, I don't really want that at all because that is more, you're playing with, you're playing with the actual characters and the actual story. And like, it's just, I would, I would rather leave Han Solo where he is but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you boycott. You boycott it. I'm not boycotting it. I yeah, mean, that's, that's what, what you do. Nah, I mean they're making it. So uh, right now, if it was me, I would say I like. I'm excited about Rogue One. Like these are brand new characters. I like the blind kung fu master. I'm excited about him, and I think he might be really cool. And part of the reason I think he might be really cool is because he is new. It's not like young Obi Wan. It's like this new character, and like. I, if, if they were saying like, okay, in two years we're going to put another standalone Star Wars movie and it's set in a different era and it's about completely new characters, I th- it sounds like you'd be more open to that than you would like, here's more backstory on characters you already know. I would be more open to that, I think. Uh, possibly, but I mean, not like I said, I think so. I'll leave it to the video games and the, because like in the books, because I, I mean, I like playing like, you know, some of the Star Wars video games, and I think I, I, I like to believe those more because video games almost also you know you, you're invested in them and you, you kind of imagine yourself in there and I don't know it just has a more 
Yeah, but man, come on. Like the story of the Force Unleashed or like the story of Jedi Outcast, they can't hold a candle to like, you know, actual movies. Like it's not, the story's not there, man. Uh... <laughs> Kyle Katarn. No, but okay, maybe the story, okay. Yeah, there's, 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 there isn't like an epic, there's, it was an epic story, John. But, but you're saying the experience you have is playing through the like Star Wars I, if, universe and if stuff. If I want to be, yeah, if I want to be in the Star Wars universe, I'd rather be in a video game. And if I want to be in a different era, like let's say uh, Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> right? Was it like, oh, the dawn? You know, it was like when the Jedi were, you know, five, you know, how many millennia ago or whatever it was. Yeah. That that game was set in. I actually don't want to see a movie set in that era at all because I think that's just no. I, you know, it's like it's yeah. like. It's, I don't know, it's... I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I, I can, uh, I, I, and I know what you mean, because uh, I, I, you're kind of, like like you said a minute ago, you're kind of contradicting it, yourself here a little just, bit, but... You're basically just using the Star Wars name, and you're putting a story in the Star Wars universe, but you're using the name to to have sales. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can yeah. tell any of these stories in, in, our, in our world, in our world, or in another era, in a different setting... You know, it's the same set of stories, characters, ups and downs, but they're just using mm-hmm. it in the Star Wars universe, to, you know, because they have the Star Wars name, they can do that. But I think it's that's what they just need to leave it alone and just, I mean, the vehicles are cool and it's great, you know, and, you know, a lot of us, you know, they don't want to, you don't want to see it go by, you know, you don't want to, you don't want it to end. You want to see more space battles or, you know, hear that lightsaber, you know, ignite one more time, but, um, but also, I think that's great just to go back to the originals, and that's where it is. It's it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can... Look, I've made that same argument many times myself. Um, in the last two years, I've kind of come around to a different way of looking at it, but that is definitely... That has been my perspective before. Like, And that was absolutely my perspective when I found out that... They were doing episode seven, and that you know Disney was doing more movies on top of that. I, I wasn't happy, so I, I know where you're coming from. It's not how I feel about it right now, but I know where you're coming from for sure. And I think that you know that's a a real concern is that it's going to get overplayed, and that uh, you're diluting things by telling you know making all these other movies. And you know it was it was true to a certain extent. Like when when it was just the original trilogy, there was something really special about that. And you know how much I love the prequels. But that changed what Star Wars was. Like, even just bringing the prequels into the mix, it changed what Star Wars was and what it meant, right? Because when all you had was those three THX tapes with the, you know, the cool, like, mid-'90s cover art on them and the Leonard Maltin interviews with George Lucas on the front of the VHS, like, when when that's all that Star Wars was, and Star Wars Insider Magazine, which was selling, like, you know, tchotchkes and, like, little merchandise that was based on movies that were 20 years old, like... It was keeping Star Wars alive to a certain extent, but it was also, it was a really, cont- like you used that word contained, like it was really contained. And there was something special about that. And then when the prequels came out, it kind of changed it because it, it doubled or tripled probably like how much Star Wars there was and how much Star Wars stuff there was, how many characters there were. And it, it just changed it into something different, right? And so inevitably, like all these Star Wars standalone movies and this sequel trilogy, it's changing Star Wars into something different. So if you are fearful or cynical about that being better than what it is before that i i mean there's there's a reason to feel that way for sure and it could go that way 
And uh, I'm sure they're going to start making some bad movies at some point. But that being said, I'm super hyped for Rogue One because I think it looks really, really good. And uh, I think the people that are making it are really smart. And uh, it, I just think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be like a really, really good Star Wars movie. So I hear what you're saying. But then on the other hand, it's like until I go and see a Star Wars movie that's not awesome, I'm pretty on board, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, well. And, and so, so here, so, okay, how about this, though, real quick? Because you are, conceptually speaking, you, I, I think, like, it's not about the footage you've seen of Rogue One. I mean, maybe it is to a certain extent because you're like, I've seen this stuff, or why is it on a beach? That doesn't make, whatever. But, like, it's not so much about the footage as it is, like, from the day they said they were making it, you were like, I don't need that, right? Like, conceptually, you just don't really agree with the idea of making this thing, right? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Okay. And the and the and the footage that I've seen backs it up. <laughs> okay. So con- okay, fine. So conceptually, you're not on board. So far, the footage you've seen does not excite you. You don't think it looks like it's going to be very good. If do you think though, like, what's the possibility, or, or or like, can you imagine a scenario where you go see the movie this weekend and you walk out of there and you're like, okay, that surprised me. It was way better than I thought it was going to be, and uh, I thought it was great. I loved it. Like. Do you have like? Do you feel like there's a possibility that's going to happen, or like where are you at with that? Like, are you hopeful that you're going to go see it and it's going to like change your mind, or you you're going to feel like you were wrong about it, or like where are you at with that? Oh, there's so many <coughs> complex. Um, I had so many thoughts when you were saying that. <laughs> uh, no, I definitely had the. I mean, I'm definitely thinking like, yeah, there's a chance I, I could come out there and be surprised, but I like there's. Um, I. I I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie as in it's going to be a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's just it's going to be it's probably going to break a lot of records because it's a Star Wars movie and it has a Star Wars name on it and everybody's going to all the nerds are going to go see it including mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it's going to be and people want Star Wars so they're going to get it and they're feeding it to us. Um but as far as me going, "Oh, that was worth the time and I could see this you know, entering my brain is a possible, you know, uh, it can cozy up next to my Ewoks and my Watto in my brain. Uh, you know, maybe, but doubtful. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like those guys hold a special place where it's like, okay, that's Star Wars. Uh, this is Star Wars because it's branded on it, but, and it's got all the, you know, the shelling of it. But, um, I, mean, I don't know. So that's what it's going to come down to is does it feel like, real star wars to you does it feel like it fits and like it's, it, it's it got, deserves it's, gotta, it's deserving of that it's got to make a real impact um uh, i don't know in some way that star wars did the original you know? yeah For, it's got to win me over you can't just put this thing on and go that's Star Wars, so you gotta love it, you know. Which I did for episodes one through three, which I still hold dear, except episode two, I'm, you know, letting go. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, I still come love on. Those. I love, I love episode two. It's the Oof, worst by it's, far. It's, it's kind it's of horrible in a lot of ways, but it's it's awesome though too. Sure, um, but this one has to prove it, like to be. Um, and and this one this one has probably a better chance than the Han Solo or Boba Fett because those are definitely going to be like really you're going to have this actor play you know yeah. Han Solo and Lando Calrissian that that's that's who made those characters was was Harrison Ford and uh, and um, 
<laughs> Billy D. Um, Williams. Yeah, and Billy D. Williams. It's like that's who made those guys. You can't just cast them younger and then oh, it's going to be the same guys. No, that's that's nonsense to me. But this one, maybe. But but yeah. It's oh, well, I got I got a duel. I was I was I got a very quick like uh, timeout here, uh, not timeout, but just like aside in reference to that Han Solo thing, because um, I don't know if you've probably heard this or not. Because I'm like reading every interview that comes out, you know, and I know that you're not like keeping your ear that close to the ground on this stuff. But uh, Kathleen Kennedy was talking about it, um, referring to it as like a western, and saying that like the color palette and like what they've been kind of looking at in pre-production is uh, I forget the name of the painter, but it's like this famous you know, American painter from like the early 20th century who did all these like Western, like cowboys and, you know, Western themed paintings. And like, that's like their visual inspiration for it. And part of me wonders like, and I don't know how you feel about this. This is like, maybe we don't have time to talk about it either, but there's a whole different topic. But like, part of me wonders like, will it be actually a lot more interesting than we're thinking it's going to be because it's going to be almost like a completely different genre of movie and they're going to try to do something like really different from a traditional Star Wars movie so like yeah it's Han Solo and it's Lando and well this that, my argument is that is my is that okay tell that story but use a different name you know make like that different movie, characters don't use Star Wars don't use Star oh Wars. I mean, yeah that's yeah. a great concept but just put hey put Cat Bane in it that guy is a West that is a Western character and that guy's awesome make a movie about him I will watch that Cat Bane's cool I'm but not, I I don't know if he works in a movie. That's how I feel about Thrawn too. Thrawn's awesome, but I'm not sure I see Thrawn really working in a movie so much. You know. Well, they're well, they're both well, they're like all good characters. They're great in small amounts, mm-hmm. which I'm telling you, it's, they're just going to overload, and that's what they're doing. They're overloading, right. pushing us. That's why I mean, Star Wars is special because it is there, but it's not there. But now it's there all the time. So I don't, you know, it's like Christmas or you know, uh, fall or spring, it's coming around once a year. When it comes, it's great. When it's gone, you miss it. But that's because you miss it. When it's there all the time, you don't miss it. So it's it's a different, you know, you don't have that feeling anymore that okay. of, of missing and regaining it. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I understand what you mean. And I, like I said, I've been there. I know what you're saying. But well, like, here, here's my last... I don't know how you changed, but... <laughs> I, th- I think part of what changed was like, I've had I have so much fun, like anticipating these movies, like the lead up to it. I have so much fun with it, and then like I mean, it's only happened once, but I was so skeptical about the Force Awakens, and then the process of following the movie and hyping myself up and seeing trailers and everything else, like the and 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 the process of like putting my faith into people like Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams. I think rightfully so now, based on what The Force Awakens turned out to be, that that whole process was so much fun for me, you know? And I'm enjoying it again with Rogue One, um, and I have faith that what they're going to put out there is going to be really good. So that's where I'm at. But um, here's my last kind of like, I don't want to say plea, because I'm not not trying that hard to convince you. I just, you know, I have a different perspective. So I... I don't know. Just trying to share that with you, buddy. But um, (laughs) here's, here's my last kind of plea. Like, you know, you and I both have, uh, you know, an insane amount of respect for George Lucas. We love the guy. And part of, I think, why you're offended by these Star Wars stories and stuff is like, hey, Star Wars is George Lucas. But, like, how does it make you feel, since you're kind of concerned that this doesn't need to happen and it's not going to be real Star Wars Rogue One, how does it make you feel to know that, like, George Lucas's reaction to The Force Awakens was pretty tepid? Like, yeah, it was good, but, you know, you could tell he, he didn't seem too excited about it. 
And the reports are that he is uh, much more into Rogue One and much more pleased with what Rogue One is doing. Like, does that sell you at all? I mean, does that, or is that kind of non inconsequential for you? Does that sell me on uh, Rogue One? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, does it make you more hopeful, or does it make you kind of like? Well, uh, I, I also read that, and um, you know, you could, there's there's two things to that. It's like you know, George Lucas. Uh, I don't. I mean, his opinion about good movies, fine. I mean, he, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what his opinion is. is he puts his blessing on it because it's a Star Wars movie, or it's, it's a good movie. Um, he di- he didn't quite well, like Episode Seven, right? Yeah, I mean, um, he didn't say they didn't like it, but it just you just never got an impression from him that he was really kind of into right, it. And, you know what I mean? And they're saying now that Rogue One, he's he's pretty thumbs up about it. Huh? Well. Yeah, Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, said that uh, you know when he was doing interviews because I read the, I read it about it initially, and then I heard him kind of tell the story a couple days later. And you know, basically, like they showed the movie to George Lucas, it was whatever it was. He I don't think Gareth Edwards was there. Then the next day, he's like doing all his press and interviews and stuff for the movie, and they pull him out and they say, "Hey, uh, gonna have you take a break because um, George Lucas is on the phone," you know, and then. So George Lucas called and said, I want to talk to Gareth. Like, I want to tell him what I think about the movie, you know? And then um, you bring him in there, and, and he said that, that he really liked it. And uh, he didn't... It's all he said, because he... What did he say? He didn't want to put words in his mouth or whatever, right? Like, which I think is a classy move on his part. He's not going to try to repeat exactly what George told him, but he just... It was positive, right? I don't remember hearing that story from J.J. Abrams. I don't remember George Lucas... I, I don't know. I think I think that... I don't agree with the people that say The Force Awakens is too safe and is too close to the original, you know, A New Hope. I don't really agree with that, but I think a lot of people feel that way, and I think George Lucas probably felt that way. He, he said that at some point. He said, like, oh, well, they, they're making a movie for the fans, and when I do it, I want to have all new planets and new new everything. I want to push it. I want to be more experimental. And I think, uh, I think Rogue One's probably going to feel more like that, like more like they're doing new things and... I think the way it's, and I'm really actually really curious to talk to you in a week or two or whenever and find out what you think about uh, the way it was shot and stuff because I think it's going to look pretty pretty interesting in comparison to other Star Wars movies too. So, um, <laughs> well, um, uh, Saving Private Ryan, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the fight scenes, uh, you know, I've done a little research. Yeah. Uh, but, um, no, yeah, George saying he, he uh, but also he, you know, he made up so too. He, he may, he's got his, he may like it because it's quirky and weird. I don't know, you know, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I love George, but I, just because he likes it doesn't mean that I'm gonna go, oh, oh wow, then this is great because, yes, I am a George like fan, but. I'm like almost a classic George fan. I don't know. Yeah, his record's not. But you didn't love uh, what? How did you feel about uh, Indiana Jones four? I don't remember your take on that, but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's does it doesn't exist. That's okay, the so worst you're movie ever. You're not in the uh, George can do no wrong camp. <laughs> you know, it, you know the guy's right. fallible, right? Like, exactly, yeah. he's fallible. Um, but uh, you know, Rogue One is probably going to be a good movie yeah um but like it's just that i don't i don't need it i don't i don't want to see you know uh he's walking around i like to see him in empire i want to see him in rogue one that's what empire mm. it's like oh my god what are these things mm. now that rogue one it's like yeah 
this is how you take care of them because they, you know, I don't know, they take care of them in Rogue One, maybe not, but it's like the the, the mystery's gone. It's like they're just peeling it away, and it's just all out there on a big board, and you, you know, it's it's there's nothing hidden like those AT-ATs were hidden in the snow and the storm, and they emerge. You know, nothing's emerging anymore. Now it's just out there. You know, so that's that's my that's my feeling about just Star Wars in general, and and the thing that I love about Star Wars is the is the mysteries and the things that we are all as fans trying to figure out. And that's why we have these talks and these, if it's not podcasts, we're talking, you know, in classrooms and, and at workplaces and not, it's, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out and, and trying to, in our own brains, trying to figure it all out. And uh, the more it's just kind of laid out for us, I think it's the less mystery and, you know, spoon fed, it's being spoon fed almost to me. That's how I feel. We're, even though it's not, it's not like being bombarded as crazy as I'm making it out to me. But you know, I just need all I need is you know, is a little Star Wars here and there, and that's it. You know, I don't need like what Disney said is we're going to release a movie every year or every two years until 2050. I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's like yeah. no, I, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't want that. I want my, I don't know. That's I'm an old relic, a fossil of. <laughs> Yeah, well, philosophically, I feel like I would tend to agree with you on that. But then, I, I academically, you know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying, but I'm also, like, shaking and, like, waking up twice a night, not able to sleep through the entire night because I'm so excited about Rogue One. You know what I mean? And that happened to me with The Force Awakens, too. I, I talked about it on this wow. podcast last year. Wow. I couldn't I couldn't sleep, like, straight through the night for a week before The Force Awakens came out because I was so excited about it. And that's where I'm at with Rogue One, man. I wake up, like, I'll wake up at 4.15 in the morning and I don't have to get up till 6. And I'll just look at the clock and go, oh, cool, I can go back to bed. And then I start thinking about Rogue One and I can't go back to sleep, you know? Um, well, John, 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 you know, you know, you and I both have that same, we were both at that level for episodes one through three. Yeah. And, and even like, uh, special editions when they came out and we saw those yeah. in the theater. Yeah. I was super excited for those. Um, but when, how did we part ways in our, <laughs> in our, cause I, you know, I was like that for sure. I mean, it's not, you know, and I miss that feeling, but, uh, how did, how did, I don't know. You're gonna get back there, you though. You just. <laughs> I just want to know what happened. Like where'd we split and how to happen? But uh... I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I'm 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 really curious to see. I can't. I, like I just think it's so interesting to talk to you about this because, like I said, like you know, we have a lot of friends, mutual friends, uh, really good friends who are all big Star Wars fans, and like. I feel like they all kind of are looking at it mostly the same way I am, you know, like we all share concerns and like, yeah, there's things to be worried about. Like, I don't think any of us are like super on board with the Han Solo concept. Like, oh yeah, I would totally make a Han Solo movie. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we all kind of share some of the same concerns, but for the most part, like everybody else is pretty excited um, about Rogue One. And uh, it's just really interesting to hear like that alternate uh, perspective on it. And part of that is like, I can't wait to hear what you think about it after you see it, you know? Cause I, I know pretty well, like what Kevin's going to think and what Dan's going to think and what Ryan's going to think and what I'm going to think. Like, we're going to love it, you know, unless it's bad. And like you said, the reviews are good and you know, it just all the word of mouth and everything. It just, it doesn't seem like it's very likely that it's going to be a bad movie, but that's not what, you, that's not what you're arguing. Your argument is, is it going to feel vital? Is it going to feel necessary? Is it going to be inspiring? Like, is it going to make you feel something right? Like, all that stuff, yeah. So um, 
I and think that's what I, that's and that's what that's why Star Wars is special because it makes it made us all feel something that we we're missing or strive to be or you know it made us it was a movie it was a story it was a movie that made us feel which is what you know all storytellers want you know want to do and and uh yeah it's just it, 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 and it probably will make you feel because like you said it's a new character so you're going to be thrown into kind of a whole new situation um but uh you know i, I think that you could also like i said take that story put it in a different just don't put it in Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's there's something to that for sure. But maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, you're watching Rebels, and like, aren't you glad it's Star Wars Rebels and not you know no, some yeah. other weird like? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just my messed up brain going. Oh, I can watch cartoons and be okay with it. And but once there's a movie, I'm not gonna really you know embrace yeah. it with open arms. Um, yeah, it makes sense uh, though because like I love the idea that there's 22 episodes of Rebels a year, but I would be horrified if there was 22 Star Wars movies a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, I don't know. And it's, you can only get like. And honestly, I don't think it can last. I don't think it can last. And I, well, I don't think it should. I mean, I think that I I don't know. I would I would think that personally they do this for five or six years or whatever, you know, between three, I mean, three prequels or three sequels, that's three, three years right there, you know, a couple of standalones, whatever. And then maybe take a break for a while, you know, take five or six or seven years off and then maybe don't come back and do six or seven years of yearly movies. Like, yeah, I do think they need to, they need to chill on it for a while at some point. And I think they will, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, 20 years from now, I hope there's not 20 more Star Wars movies out, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess there probably will be. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this last-minute uh, pre-Rogue One chat with uh, my good friend Chris talking about Star Wars Rebels and, of course, um, his uh, you know reasonable skepticism about Rogue One, but um, I'm really hoping that uh, I can call him up again next week or the week after and say... Turns out um, your fears were unfounded, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, as always, you can check out our blog at blockaderunnerpodcast.com. We are on YouTube um, under our Blockade Runner name. Um, you can email us at blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com and uh, look at the feed. Hopefully you're subscribed um, and check out the feed because we'll be definitely putting up some Rogue One um, reaction podcasts um, over the next uh, few days and um, hopefully next few weeks, I think. Um, as with any new Star Wars release, there will be lots and lots to talk about. Mm-hmm.